0: Hello and a warm welcome to another episode. My guest today is Jonathan Gregory, former head of partnerships at UserLane, co-CEO and co-founder of the Sound Animal and former head of commercial partnerships at Moss. Together, we dived into key components of powerful positioning. We explored ideal customer profiles, jobs to be done, and a lot more. Welcome, Jonathan. Welcome to Jonathan. I'm super blessed with that vast variety of experience uh, to welcome you today in my uh, my episode, Jonathan
1: thanks so much Brianna excited to be here
0: so when we when we decided on what kind of topic is key, uh, we were pretty pretty fast aligned on let's dive into ICP and value proposition and uh, i I'm, I'm just curious why is it such a popular topic even for Companies which have exceeded 2 million, 3 million in revenue.
1: You know, Bjorn, I'm actually pretty surprised that you're saying that it's a popular topic. Because whenever I work with a company, um, I realize that a lot of the times people haven't really done the work and haven't uh, you know, thought about what really drives their customers and their um, ideal profiles that they're targeting um, to a deeper level. Um, a lot of times people say, yeah, we we understand the customer, we built a solution, um, but uh, really sitting down and going uh, like through the process and having a granular understanding of what drives your customer, um, most of the time, people don't do that until they're like series B, right? So um, I, I think talking about popularity is maybe the wrong way to phrase it. I think it's a I, very I important point. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe in our bubble. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a super important point because, um, it, it basically defines everything that we do with the customer after our initial contact and even like uh, driving the topic of how we generate awareness. Yeah. So that's, I think, why it is such an important topic.
0: All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. And uh, it's, it's great to have a kind of a cross-check about popularity. So let's let's dive into it. And uh, for me, ICP are the ideal customer profile, of course. And some even kind of add to it the key personas and the key roles in Buying Center. For me, ideal customer profile is focusing on the criteria for, on the company level. Mm-hmm. Is it the same perspective you have or... Are you mixing company and
1: contact? I am mixing both. Um, I think right. like from like, if you're, if you're thinking about like an outbound process, for example, it makes more sense to kind of think about the company level perspective, what kind of information can you get from outside and identify who you should approach. But if you're going a level deeper and thinking about what my messaging should be and how I can lead our customers through the buying process, then it really becomes about the individual personas um, that you are targeting. And then you have to go to that level.
0: So let's have the end in mind, We were because we were talking about, it's not just awareness and demand generation, but it also has implications on a uh, the, the sales funnel, but also when it comes to ex, uh, expansion. So thinking about segmentation, um, let's dig a little bit deeper about pre- best practice on a company level, because at the very end, as I see it, and I know that you are also a huge fan of revenue strategy and operations. So what is kind of best practice when it comes to what are the essential criteria to define on the company level?
1: Um, Yeah, so (laughs) there's some some basic things like, uh, you know, the size of the company, the geography that you're targeting, um, the kind of company, is it like a vertical theme that you're targeting, is it a horizontal theme? So examples would be, uh, are you selling to schools or are you selling to manufacturing companies, right? Um, a horizontal theme would be more like you know anyone who is uh, you know uh, an enterprise company and needs collaboration software right so there's uh, differences like that um, and then I think the the more granular you can get um, the 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 more you're gonna uh, the better you can target um, your your outbound efforts yeah you know? um, in terms of um, the company level ICP I think a lot of times you do need to take at least the role that you're targeting into the consideration so saying hey i i i want to speak to the marketing leader yeah uh, otherwise you don't know who you're targeting within that company um but uh, but i think those are the main ones and then of course you can add you know uh, Factors that are a little bit less tangible, um, so for example, like is it a modern brand? Is it a very conservative company? Is it um, you know someone who is more on the innovator front or someone who is more you know counting on, on, on proven methods? So these kinds of softer factors you can you can take into account as well.
0: Let's move on to personas because you you were mentioning at least I need one role and then it comes to to messaging and for me there are at least two components of it. One thing is if we deal with humans and we do, then of course you have these emotional triggers. What is helping them on a the personal level, but also what is helping them in a in a professional level. So how do you make it digestible? How do you structure these? powerful messaging which is then a make or break in accelerating the entire revenue organization
1: well that's a big question uh there's, <laughs> there's a couple of steps um more more than a couple i would say uh, but i would i would begin by by really defining okay like who do you think you're solving a problem for uh, and then what are those problems and that means that you need to go to a level of understanding what their day-to-day jobs are so there's a methodology called uh, jobs to be done uh, yeah. which I like it's, it's a I think it's a more tangible way of defining a persona than what what a lot of companies do is to say hey I have like the busy bee manager, she's like 42 years old and all that stuff. That's, that's for me, not the level of persona that I'm looking for. It's more like, what are the tasks and the goals that, that this role has to achieve and what are the issues and challenges that they have on the way to doing that? Um, And, and, and then you can go in and say, okay, what are the pains that they're, that they're experiencing in their daily lives and drill down on that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and that's the first you, part. Hmm?
0: So I I'm a huge fan of uh jobs to be done and then map the the pain or attach the the current pain then match mm, or map what is the the change through the new product or service and then also quantify the impact.
1: Right, absolutely. And and I think like even before you can go to to the topic of quantifying it, I think you have to kind of realize is the pain actually, you know, large and is it painful? Or is it more like a, a maybe thing, you know? I, I like, a, um, I, I work with Pete Crosby at, at Moss and Pete has a framework where he created the hierarchy of pain. And that's basically yeah. just saying, hey, you know, from a from a zero to a 10, uh, zero being there is no pain and 10 being my company will die if I, know, if I don't act, right? Um, where on that scale is that pain, right? And then you can see how critical that is for a person or for a company to be solved. And obviously, if you address a higher pain, then your solution is going to have a higher impact, right? So to, to be able to get to the point of impact, I think the first step is you have to identify how big the issue is that you're solving. Um, and I think I, I like to think about it in, in two ways. In first is the the company level pain. And the second is the individual person's level pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So the company might have a big problem in like not being able to forecast over the whole company. Um, but the individual person might not be affected by this. Right. So I think this, those are two is separate ways of looking at pain and you should look at both.
0: Yeah. And what pops into my mind is when we look at the, at least we talk about mid-size or even enterprise uh, companies and we're looking at the entire buying center, then if you're talking to kind of a C-level and or kind of top management, then you have this bigger perspective, um, which is more relevant. And there you have the personal interest and the, company interests more aligned or closer mm-hmm. together
1: mm-hmm.
0: whereas when you talk to user then you might have a de- de- increasing gap between these two uh, perspectives yeah absolutely. Is that right
1: like top above the line below the line you know that that concept I, I like it especially for outbound um, so I think that's a that's a great way of uh, you know thinking about it uh, in, a, in a different way as well
0: and I'm uh, one of my favorites and I learned it from Patrick Trimpey. hello to, to Zurich. Um, and he's he's always asking. Okay, now we have talked so much about the the functional benefits. So what's personally in for you? Mm-hmm. And it's it's yeah. At the very end, we have all, whether hid consciously or subconsciously, we have a personal interest or not in getting a new product, a new service in place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I th- I think um, like when it comes to quantifying, then I think you can you can also go one level deeper because a lot of times when we talk about the pain, we we stay quite on the shallow end of the, uh, of of the, of the ocean, I would say. Yeah. And, and if you go deeper and kind of look at, you know, what are the implications of that pain and what's the risk that they're facing, you know, then you can go one level deeper and you can say, you know, how, how big is that actually? Like if we don't act, what's, what might happen? Yeah. Um, and, and, and then figure out, you know, the propensity of it, see, okay, how, uh, how big the impact would be, um, how likely it is that that impact would occur and then how immediate it is, basically. So so is it something hey. that might happen in three years or is it something that's going to happen tomorrow because then you better act?
0: The other thing which kind of also attaching and supporting this this deep level of qualification is uh, you talked about that you, uh, you, you're a spiced fan. Is Is, the, is it kind of for every company you have been to and all the clients is this, what's your perspective on a really rigid qualifications process along the journey?
1: Yes, I have an issue with the wording qualification. Um, Whenever I hear that, I feel people are trying to weed out whether or not, um, you know, a customer makes sense for them. And it, 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 I think it, especially for like, if you have the focus on qualification, I think you go in the conversation with a different mindset than if you say it's a discovery, right? Um, So I would say I would call it discovery or exploration. um, And then, you know, understand whether or not um, we can actually help that person um, achieve what they're looking for. Um, So that's, that's uh, just an aside. And and then when we go in, I, I think like I'm a the first, one of the first sales books that I read was Spin Selling um, by I think Neil Rackham, uh, and and it was a formative experience for me because it was the first time where I understood that you know, I differentiating between. Pain and problem and, and impact, and and that there are different questions that you need to ask to kind of ascertain what that means for the for 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 the customer, for the person that you're talking to, and and I, whether you use Spiced or Spin or Medic, you know all, all these different um, methodologies that you can use. It's it's it basically comes down to understanding the problems and the pains that people have and the impact that has. So what's what's what is the implication of that pain in your daily life? How does that affect you? And, and, and how costly can that be? Yeah. Whether or not it is missing out on opportunities or it is, uh, you know, generally like losing, losing money or, or running into, into issues. Yeah. So I think just having that framework in mind and saying, okay, if I do discovery and, and exploration with a customer, I kind of try to understand how big of an issue these things are so, so that I can see where, where I can add value. And uh, then if I can add, you, add value, where I have to focus um, the continuing conversations and, 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 and the work that I'm doing with them. Yeah? I mean, I come, yeah. a, I come from a consulting background. I was uh, a consultant consultant for seven years, and so I, I think that kind of mindset of really understanding the the client and then you know working out the the issues and the problem and then creating solutions based on that that is ingrained in in how I think yeah and and I think um, that's becoming increasingly important for salespeople to act in. A, a way of a consultative um, manner or, or capacity to then be able to say, okay, well, here's, here's, uh, I understood you and I can, I can build on that. And then I can challenge you and, and, and kind of like lead you to a point where, where you couldn't have gotten without me. You no.
0: Know? I really like the uh, the perspective on discovery. I'm just thinking out loud because the the only thing in that context why I like the uh, qualification is for disqualification. So mm-hmm. if we find out that we are not a good fit, then it's... Um, and this is, I think, uh, stuff which is uh, getting more and more popular, I would say, but um, I think it's it's a super important tool to say at some stage, we are not a good fit, for either why, because of the product is not serving what you're really looking for, and/or it's not the right time, or any other circumstances, but we are that we are conscious about investing any further resources into it, or to rephrase it, especially when it comes to managing teams, uh, to give the the confidence to stop here here and then.
1: Absolutely, and I, I think a great question to get to that is: is sometimes I ask. You know potential clients for people that I talk to, uh, that want to get my advice. You know, that then I, I ask them, "Hey, you know, everything is going so well. Everything you're telling me sounds fantastic. Why are we speaking? You know, and and like like where is there anything that's going wrong? Like it sounds fantastic. So so and then you know sometimes they realize, oh, you know, maybe." Maybe that's just what I, like, I, I told you all the good stuff, but I haven't told you the bad stuff, right? So, and then sometimes they open up and say, okay, well, yeah, actually there's this and this and this, and we can, we can actually work on that. And sometimes it's, uh, yeah, actually, you're right. Um, I, I just needed that, like, um, to have someone else tell me that that actually everything is going well right so <laughs> these these two opportunities um, or these two paths exist and but i can tell you like 90 percent of the time whenever i ask that question people go to the stuff that then you know they realize is yeah. not going well um and then we have a conversation that that gets real
0: yeah nice um talking about real and then i'm uh, intrigued uh, on your perspective so still at least in my little bubble, uh, p- some people uh, think that uh, the kind of sales process or demand process is kind of linear. So when we talk about ICP and really digging deep into into our customers, then of course it's and talking about SaaS modeling in particular, it's ta- talking about uh, the, the impact we are not just claiming to to bring, but also that uh, to make uh, the, the customer feel this value add. So my th- question to you is how do you is there any kind of best practice where you have not just this linear optimization, but it's more a circular process in terms of all the learnings or all the insights we get after the initial sales are kind of circled back into shaping continuously shaping ICP um, uh, segmentation, basically.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I, I think it's a it, it's a great way of looking at it as a as a circle because it's a continuous thing um, to do that. Um, uh i i think i read i don't know maybe it was patrick uh from renique as well but uh I, before someone posted this i always did my sales playbooks on like word or like uh google docs right and then at some point i realized you know this is a living document this is not something that one person creates and then everyone kind of follows it in you know till we uh, all are like into all eternity it's something that is a living and breathing thing where everyone should be able to contribute and and it, it needs to iterate and it needs to evolve over time and so um now you know i do my sales playbooks for for customers i do them in, in notion or like in in, in uh, you know a collaborate co- collaborative tool and a lot of times i let um you know the people that are actually working on the ground and the sellers, um, you know, create parts of that playbook. And I tell them, you know, this is this is something that we need. How about you have a crack at it and see what you come up with? And then we can talk about it in the group. Right. Um, and so one thing that that I really like that we did at Moss was when it came, for example, around like competitive positioning, um, it, we, we had like one person who has had a lot of experience pitching against a certain competitor, um, kind of bring that knowledge back to the group and, and have like a, um, a lunch and learn. And then we had like every week, one, uh, one competitor would be discussed by one seller. Yeah. Um, and they would share their experiences and update, um, you know, that part of the playbook. So, and I, I think you can, you can, uh, you can use that process also around like the the positioning and the pain and say hey you know let's let's have a um a regular understanding in a meeting let say hey has anything changed How, are we targeting like do we have to target a new group of people if we are targeting a new group of people what are their pains specifically right so for example at moss at one point we 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 changed icp a little bit and we targeted a new a new group of people but we haven't really we hadn't done the work until that point of time to to really understand their pain. So at, at least as soon as you switch, like persona or like a vertical or horizontal theme that you're addressing, that's the latest point in time actually where I think you should you should run through that exercise again. Um, and but that being said, I think a lot of times, like to, to really understand customers on a deeper level, you need to kind of set dedicated time aside for that it's not something that you can just do on the fly because it does need some form of interaction it does need some form of deeper thought so i i feel like if you have it you know once a quarter or every six months or maybe every year that's probably enough if you have a good basis yeah um and then you can take it from there
0: it's a great closing remark. I'm, uh, it's uh, it, it was so short, while but uh, let me wrap it up and uh, please add uh, any any kind of whether popular or not. I think uh, we both agree that ICP uh, on the company level and on the key roles and personas is, is fundamental work, and you you can't go deep enough. Uh, so it's really to and this is where where it's crunch time. I would say this is where where the extra learning and the com- competitive advantage. Ex- uh, will will be created and really understanding digging into the pains and challenges um, and i really like uh, what you said that uh, on the on the very practical advice do it kind of a um, accessible uh, with notions and then it's a living document so uh, with patrick uh, we discussed that you can bring it up continuously into the the training sessions that you also have these alignment meetings with uh, insights from marketing but also customer success so there is Continuous work to really get uh, get better together. Is there anything I'm I'm missing within my wrap up?
1: Great, uh, great summary. Bjorn. I would add something that many people don't think about when it comes to um, ICP and the pain and and uh, you know understanding cu- the customer work comes. So it's it's about like the reason why we do all this work is also to tailor our messaging. And I think that's the next step. It's kind of like to understand what is the value that we are delivering against that pain where can we really solve that pain and how do we solve it how critical um, of a problem is it that we're solving how unique are we in solving that and then understanding you know if you put it if you chart it like on a four by four matrix and saying hey are we like uniqueness and rareness on the one axis and then like criticality on the other axis and then understand, okay, do we get anything in the, in the upper or right quadrant of, uh, we are unique and this is a critical topic to solve. That's where you should double down on your messaging, right? And this is where you have a competitive advantage, maybe even a, a, a monopoly in that, in, in that topic. And if you can phrase something in a way that addresses that, and maybe also, um, uh, you know, position your messaging around that, then you have a home run that you can, that you can take <laughs> basically to the bank. Right. Um, wow. And, and, and getting there, I think, is the ultimate culmination of all that work. And, 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 uh, that takes an additional, you know, process to get run through, but uh, I think it's, it's absolutely worth it.
0: Yeah. What an end. So thanks so much. This was definitely uh, a huge huge add-on so uh jonathan thanks so much this was not just insightful it was super super valuable so thanks again for your time i will link your um uh your your profile for the ones who have been uh, which are n- interested about more uh, about your work and what you're doing so have a wonderful day and thanks again
1: thanks so much Björn. bye bye